This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. This week, I come to you from an Airbnb because work day job decided to send me elsewhere to help with some software. Um, But today I'm still here and I'm coming in to talk to you about dynamic voice acting. Now, whether you're thinking about doing a podcast, joining AuthorTube, or just wanting to wow the audience when you read an excerpt of your own writing aloud to an audience, um, being a dynamic voice actor has a lot of benefits for writers and also producers of other medias. So in the titular panel, August Gus Grappen, Starla Hutchton, T. Morris, and Veronica, with Aaron Kazmark uh, moderating, shared tips to help you rock the voice acting world. So first off, how is voice acting different than just acting? Of course, voice acting is a type of acting, but when most people think of actors, they think of people on stage or television or a film. Without others to interact with, voice acting is a whole different ballgame. Without an audience, there is no feedback. Those who feed off the audience find this to be a huge detriment. But for those that the audience makes a little nervous, they can find themselves easier easier to relax and really get into a character without feeling silly. And you get to do as many takes as you want. Um, Another way it differs from regular acting is that theater is a team sport, unlike most voice acting. In theater, a good actor on stage with you can bring you up and a bad one can just kill the scene. In voice acting, you're typically recording in a room by yourself and you just have to trust that everybody else is going to bring their A-game. Let me say that again. You have to trust that everyone is bringing their A-game. So another way that voice acting differs from regular acting is that it can be hard to match the energy of the other actors when you're not in the same room together. I mean, I have different energy levels as I do my video post. I don't know if I can match the energy from the beginning to the middle to the end. Um, So getting that to match between the voices and having it work can be challenging. Uh, Another difference, especially for audiobooks, is it can be challenging to get feedback or direction from the author. It seems weird to me, but I do understand there's plenty of authors out there and while they know exactly what their world looks like and feels like and sounds like, they don't feel comfortable giving direction in audio because they know that that's not their forte. And so they hesitate from giving input on pronunciation and attitudes and characters. And sometimes um, the reader for the uh, audiobook can really run with it, but sometimes getting that feedback can really add to a character. And a final way it's different you gotta use a microphone. So, how the thing with novels, especially, is that you're probably not just in character. 
um, going back and forth like you do in TV and movies, there's probably going to be narration. I mean, some movies do it, but not that many. So characters lend themselves to different voices based on age and gender and energy level. Young um, character is probably going to be a little more energetic than an old character and that sort of thing. Um, narrators can be trickier. Third person narrators especially, since they're basically an eye in the sky, while differentiating first person narrators from when their character is actually talking can be a little tricky. Uh, it's mostly a shift of tone. Um, so let's go back to narration though. How can you make your narrator dynamic? Tip one, find a character for the narrator. With good writing, the setting itself is a character and lends itself to a certain tone. A story about Paris is probably going to sound a little different than a story about New Orleans or Detroit. Um, one of the panelists in the next tip, uh, T. Morris, quoted his um, mentor, Phil Rossi, who said, make a meal of your word. Lingering on the world and the exploration of it, just have that come through in your tone that you're interested and fascinated and curious, and that'll come through to the audience. And another tip was think of the narrator as the storyteller, not someone dictating a story to you, but someone telling a story to a fascinated audience or trying to fascinate that audience. Um, and in that vein, try to imagine that you're talking to an actual person a friend that you don't want to bore or have roll their eyes at your over-the-topness, because I've never done that. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, narration can be hard. So you've just got to find something that you can maintain and roll with it. So now that we're done with narration, let's talk about how to make your characters pop. Um, when you're trying to differentiate between characters, it can be easy to fall into cliches. The shrill woman, or the thick-accented foreigner, or the slow, low male voice. Plus, you want to be sure that your audience doesn't miss your words because of the accent or whatever. Luckily, there are some tricks that can help, hence why I'm here. Um, one of them is moving or shifting posture between characters. Another is giving a character a physical tick, like twirling hair or glaring or talking out of the side of their mouth, um, which leads us into, despite whatever tick you give them, try to be careful not to mumble or speed up during action scenes. You want to give the urgency, but you don't want to rush them through it. You need to pay attention to your breaths and your pauses. They can be dynamic, but don't Shatner or you'll shat all over your audience. Thank you, uh, panelists, for that one. Um, pay attention to the character's attitude. Don't make the character, when you try to give them a particular voice, don't make them um, all about the gender. Uh, make it about the personality. 
if your voice, however, is naturally feminine, hardening your delivery without lowering your voice can help give a suggestion of a more male tone. And finally, as the narrator, hold the tension. Let them relive the experience as you bring the listener along for the ride. Personally, I have a habit of rushing through jokes because I can't wait to see people's expressions when I hit that punchline, um, but that's wrong. You don't want to drag it out too long, but you don't want to rush them. Think about some movies you've seen. There are some where the plot is so rushed and you hit the climax and it just doesn't feel earned, Game of Thrones. Um, but there's others that seem to drag on so long, you're like, Stop crying. The world's supposed to end in two minutes. You kind of got to get get a move on here. Um, and that's, that's it. That's all I have for you today. Um, reading aloud, be it uh, voice acting for a TV show, a podcast, or an actual audience, can be nerve-wracking. But if you're dynamic, your audience should enjoy themselves. Were there any tips that I just missed um, the panelists only had 50 minutes to share stuff, so we didn't exactly have all the time in the world. Um, are there things that you enjoy in audio dramas that I didn't mention that you'd love to see more people do? Are there mistakes that people make that you'd really, really wish people would stop doing? Let me know in the comments below. As always, feel free to subscribe and I'll be back again next week with even more tips from Balticon 53 because I took a book of notes. And luckily, you didn't have to go to Balticon 53 and you still get the benefit of all 25 hours of programming I hit. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye bye